So from a conversation with a rising star in the Republican Party now to a conversation with a solid electoral star, uh, Rand Paul joins us, the Republican senator from Kentucky. He's also the son of presidential candidate Ron Paul. Senator, welcome to the program. Good morning. Glad to be with you. So uh, let me just start with the easy question right at the top. Uh, The Republican Party would rather that your father and the whole Ron Paul movement just go away. Yes or no? You know, actually, I would probably say some yes, some no. And I think the vast majority, though, have been very receptive. Governor Romney's campaign has been, for the most part, very easy to work with and realizes that while the Ron Paul Republicans are not a majority, they're a solid 10 to 15 percent of the party and Republicans need them to win races. In fact, I try to encourage people that our strategy for winning in states where we no longer win, like New York, California, should be embracing libertarian Republicans because I think their message is maybe a little more acceptable when you have a higher degree of independence and people who are just uh, not open as much to the traditional conservative Republican message. Uh, Rand Paul, uh, how do you take Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan's reduced government agenda seriously when both of them seem to support the Patriot Act and the government intrusions in the Patriot Act and neither of them want to reduce Uh, uh, defense spending in the way that you have envisioned? Well, I see myself as an independent voice, and I look at the presidential race as who will be better to lead the country, and we're in a huge mess. You know, 8 million unemployed. You know, we've added $6 trillion to the debt over the last four years. And if we get a Republican in, if Governor Romney wins, it'll be my job to to watch the Republican president the same way I watch the Democrat president and try to... uh, you know, cajole, push, do what I can to have them believe in and execute constitutional government. But I understand I don't win all all votes. I mean, on the Patriot Act, we got more votes against it this time than ever. But I think we had about 28, and that included only two or three Republicans. So uh, it's a work in progress. Now, is the cooperation you describe uh, at the convention from the Mitt Romney supporters and the Mitt Romney leadership a, a matter of don't make noise and we won't cause trouble for you? I mean, is it a form of coercion or do they really want to hear the kind of anger that we've heard from your father's delegates in Iowa, for instance, uh, supporters of uh, Congressman Todd Aiken, for instance, who have very different kinds of views on social issues, that sort of thing? Well, I can give you an example of it. You know, I'm giving a 10 to 15 minute speech and the powers that be have seen it, but nobody made me change one word. I'm, I'm able to say exactly what I want and will say exactly what I want Wednesday night. And uh, some of it's easy to digest for every Republican, and some of it may be a little more bitter. But I will mention the things I do talk about. I may not directly say audit the Pentagon, but I say it everywhere I go. And I will mention military spending in my uh, speech. Will you get booed? I doubt it. I'm a really good speaker. <laughs> Although sometimes the really good speakers do get booed, that's for sure. Yeah, no, uh, no, they're not. They would, they wouldn't dare boo me. No, no. I think I'll be very well recepted. And I, I think the interesting thing about it is that ninety percent of what so-called libertarian conservatives or constitutional conservatives that support my dad want is agreed to by every other Republican. There's a five to ten percent 
that may have some difficulty. But I also understand that there are differences of opinion. And I also understand that my opinion, while I think it's correct, is also debatable. So we debate on the evidence and we try to push the party in the direction we want to go. But also it's not lost on me that I agree with you know, 90% of what every other Republican agrees to here. And there's a 5 to 10% window where we have some disagreements. But even there, there are people that are persuadable. Within my caucus in the Senate, I think we've become more attuned to the Constitution since Mike Lee and I have gotten there. We talk about that the power to declare war resides in Congress. When people start talking about getting boots on the ground as quick as we can without any vote of Congress, we are uh, very quick to remind them of the Constitution And I think we have a growing, uh, at least portion, probably minority in our caucus, that does believe exactly what the Constitution says, that the power to declare war is in the legislature. Rand Paul, Republican senator from Kentucky, is my guest. Is uh, Medicare an appropriate service for the federal government, in your view? Well, you know, we've had it as an accepted form of a government program since the 1960s. And I think the acceptance of whether it is or isn't is probably not even up for debate at this point. But I think what's unacceptable about it is that we're 35 to $40 trillion short. We insure about 50 million people through Medicare. And this is the real gripe and the real problem with Obamacare. We insure 50 million people for Medicare, and we're 35 to $40 trillion short. Obamacare plans to insure 45 million new people and tells us it's not going to cost anything. It's not going to add to the debt. That's just unbelievable, and we're not doing very good with Medicare. So that's why we shouldn't be adding Obamacare and really uh, spending money and transferring money from Medicare into Obamacare to pretend like we're going to pay for Obamacare. Do libertarians make a mistake in thinking that uh, it is reassuring to have government off people's backs when in some regions like or some domains like health care, people actually want some sort of a safety net. They actually worry about their health. Those are competing values. Well, the thing is, is that I think with Medicare and Social Security, most people look at it as sort of a, a, a pay for. It's sort of a user fee. And it's a program the government administers, but they think they paid for it. The problem is, is that we haven't paid for it, and most people don't realize this. The average taxpayer pays about $100,000 over their working career for Medicare, but the average recipient gets over 300000 That's why the economics of Medicare aren't working. Same way with Social Security. Mm-hmm. It's not working because uh, it worked pretty well when we only lived to 65, but we're living much longer. And I always tell people it's not Republicans' fault, it's not Democrats' fault, it's your grandparents' fault. They had too many damn kids, and then you didn't have enough kids. So it's really it's your fault and your grandparents' fault, but it's not Republicans or Democrats. You get booed for that if you talk about that tonight, that's for oh, sure. Oh, no, no, I say that one. I say yeah. that one all the time and never even get a boo. Finally, should Mitt Romney be more candid, as you have been with us, uh, when uh, he finally speaks to this convention? You know, every individual is is different in the way they present their ideas. And uh, I think the one thing that, to me, says that Governor Romney will be a much better president than what we have now is that his work experience. I mean, he's taken failed businesses and turned them around. I see our government as a failed business that needs to be turned around. Run on the resume. Rand Paul, Republican senator from Kentucky, thanks so much. Thank you. Will you get booed? I doubt it. I'm a really good speaker. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.